0: parents, I want to talk a little bit with you today about power struggles. This is a big one, y'all. This is something that I see my clients coming to me with quite frequently. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that so many highly sensitive children are also strong-willed and they're planners. That means whether they articulate it or not, they tend to think things through and make a plan. When they've done that, they really wanna see it through. It doesn't really matter if their plan makes sense. In fact, it probably won't make sense to us as grown-ups. The thing we have to understand is that it makes just as much sense to them as your plan does to you. Now, if you can't tell already, I've got a little bit of a different spin on power struggles than we tend to hear. Most of the advice out there focuses on how to handle power struggles. Give them warnings, give them choices, offer incentives or consequences to get them to comply. Did you catch that? Most advice about handling or avoiding power struggles is built on the assumption that the goal is compliance. We want to get them to do what they're supposed to do without all the resistance. It's not bad advice per se, and there's lots of it out there, so if that's what you're looking for, I'm sure you can find it. The thing is, it just glosses over the root cause of the power struggle, and that is that you and your child have different thoughts about what they should be doing. And it's compounded by your expectation that they defer to you, that they comply. So here's what I wanna offer. Anytime you find yourself in a power struggle with your child, ask yourself, am I making this a big deal? Is this really that important? And what would happen if I just let this one go? You might have heard it framed as choosing your battles. I prefer to look at it as giving your child agency over their choices, over their learning, as often as possible. When you give them agency, there is no, fine, have it your way. It's a simple release of the reins. It puts you in a position to be present if their idea doesn't work and to help them figure out what they could have done differently. It sets you up to support them instead of setting you up to say, see, I told you that wouldn't work. You should have listened to me. You see the difference? So now I want you to think about power struggles you've had with your child. How many of them were actually necessary? How many were truly non-negotiable? There are absolutely issues you can't waver on, like wearing a seatbelt in the car or running into the street, brushing teeth, taking medicine, that sort of thing. There are moments where you can't release the reins, but they're a lot less frequent than we think. And you're going to get a lot farther with your strong-willed, sensitive child if you learn to practice this kind of discernment. If you ask yourself, does this really matter? Or am I just wanting them to be a certain way? What would actually happen if I released control? The more you give them the control they're seeking, the more they will feel seen, understood, and empowered by you. It's a sign of respect. And if you give them that, the conflicts that do arise in those moments where they do need to follow your instructions will feel less draining because you're not fighting all the time. They'll become less intense too because you can say, I know you want to do this differently. I hear you. It's just not safe. They can actually hear you because it's not something they're hearing all the time. No loses its meaning when it's all we hear. And now I really want to close this out for you by connecting it to my own life. Because none of us are immune to this. The cultural messaging is strong. And it shows up in different places in our life sometimes when we don't expect it. So the number one place that this shows up for me right now is in my relationship with my daughter around school. We're eclectic secular homeschoolers, and every once in a while, I lose myself to thinking that we need more structure. Even though this goes against my educational philosophy as a whole, I start thinking that she just needs me to require certain things of her. Like... We should be doing reading lessons every day. I should enforce that. And when I get into this mindset, when I start trying to require specific things of her, it works for a day or two, but then pushback sets in. And sometimes it takes me a minute to realize how rigid and controlling I'm being. Eventually, though, as I notice that things are no longer fun, that they're becoming stressful, I remember to ask myself if I'm doing it for her or for me. And it's invariably for me. So I let it go. See, I know that my daughter is meeting all the academic milestones. I know she's exactly where she's supposed to be on her own path to learning. And when I think about how she's doing in terms of her growth over the past year, or even in terms of like state standards or expectation, she's 100% fine. There's just this part of me that believes that more is better and faster is better when it comes to academics. It's definitely not the cornerstone of my philosophy, more like the dust that settles when I'm not managing my mind. It's part of being human and having a human brain. So if this happens to you, too, nothing has gone wrong. The key is acknowledging it, recognizing when we're doing it, and growing our own awareness about our brain and its patterns so that we can catch ourselves and reroute it. This is where having a really strong self-coaching practice comes in. I like to think of it kind of like journaling on steroids. And I actually have a free guide to help you get started. You can go grab yours in the show notes. And then if you really want to light a fire in yourself and shorten the timeline for getting the results that you want for your family and for yourself, working with a coach is the ticket. You can apply to work with me through the link in my bio on Instagram. Come over, find me at Partnered Path Parenting. I'd love to hang out with you there. Okay? I hope you have an amazing week with fewer power struggles, and I'll see you in the next episode. Listen, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd take a few minutes to leave a review. It'll help other parents find the podcast, and more importantly, it'll help more grown-ups see their kids' sensitivity as the strength it truly is.